Welcome to Sounds of Brass. Welcome to Sounds of Brass. Sounds of Brass is sponsored by Stratos Brass. Cushion the blow with Stratos Encore Pro and achieve new heights in your playing. Visit stratosbrass.com now over to Eric Brees in France for a great brass band show. <laughs> lovers i am very happy to meet you again for my second show and i really hope uh, you enjoyed my first one so here we go but for the moment i would like to welcome the new sounds of brass radio followers a warm welcome to to rob collinson and peter webster who join uh, annie jamie chris and i the team to bring you the best brass music today we started with um, over in the glory land a piece written in jazz style by a Swiss composer. As uh, I think the English spoken people maybe will pronounce his name as Denis Hermitage, but uh, with my lovely French accent, I know is Denis Hermitage. In this music, you can hear the magnificent improvisation by the William Ferriband solo trombone. Well done to this wonderful brass band. We are now going to go back a few centuries with a musician influenced by Thomas Tellis, born in 1540 in the United Kingdom, the great William Budd, considered with Henry Purcell as the father of English music. He composed a march which uh, he titled March Before the Battle, which became later the Earl of Oxford's March. So, it is not very clear why it appears uh, with uh, that title in an early manuscript copy of the Fitzwilliam Virginal book. 
written while Bird was at the height of his power, it still stirs Saul to this day. I'm sure I don't have to introduce you the arranger of this early English music, the great Philip Spark. Please enjoy listening to this descriptive music played by the Gusban, conducted by David Stowell.
Brass bands have not always played to original music in competitions. Often now, the competing brass bands ask the composers to write uh, their own choice pieces, which are later played as a test pieces in the following years. For the European Brass Band Championship, in addition to the composition competition, which alternates with the soloist and conductor competition, a new musical work is asked each year. In early brass band music, local competitions were established to allow brass bands to win funds, to buy their uniform, their parts of music, and maintain their instruments. The Bellevue competition, which uh, took place at Manchester, quickly became the most important in terms of uh, the number of quality of brass bands performing there from uh, 1853. No composer then uh, wrote any original piece. These are transcriptions made by the, the conductors for the brass band, which can sometimes include uh, woodwinds. Even during the first years at Crystal Palace in London with original music, the idea of both a set piece and her own choice uh, continued at Bellevue until uh, 1866, after which bands played only the set piece. Between uh, 1860 to 1899, the operatic selection uh, was by far the most popular choice, and during those years, the bands played excerpts from uh, 35 operas. 18 composers were represented. Um, ranging from Verdi and Meyerbeer to lesser-known names. It's only in uh, 1913 when uh, the great composer Percy Fletcher composed Labour and Love became the first original work for brass band to be used as a competition test piece. But I will speak to you another time about this legendary music. For the moment, uh, let's go to the 19th century to Bellevue in Manchester to listen to the overture to Verdi's Force of Destiny, arranged by uh, Frank Wright, played by John Foster, Black Dyke Mills Band, conducted by Major Peter Parks. <laughs>
this is Annie Dehaney Stephen from Bethnal Green in London. My show, well, it tends to be a mixture of memories and stuff I find lying about on the web and on my virtual CD shelf, but if I hear a piece I like played by other than a brass band, I will search for a brass version. I play what I like, what interests me, and what I think might interest a listener like me, someone with broad musical tastes, including but not restricted to brass band music. I play in bands, but I sing jazz, and there are few genres of music that I don't enjoy. So I place brass band classics and test pieces next to cheesy pop, jazz and funk, and I always include a couple of cooldown numbers. I hope that listeners will find something they like in each show. My show airs on Fridays at 7.30pm UK time, with another chance to hear it on Tuesdays at 7.30. It would be lovely to have you there. A few years after Verdi in the south of the United States, at the end of the 19th century and at the beginning of the 20th century, jazz was born in African-American communities. With over a hundred years of existence, from ragtime to current jazz, it has many differences with an heritage of Euro-American and African-American music. It emerges uh, from other musical styles, including uh, ragtime, march, Negro spiritual and blues, and includes uh, characteristics uh, such as uh, frequent use of improvisation, polyrhythm, syncopation, shuffle, scat, and blue notes. Much uh, jazz music has been transcribed uh, for British-style brass bands, brass ensembles, and brass quintets. One of them, the famous Canadian brass, has been created by Charles Dallenbach and Gene Watts in 1970. From the beginning, the talented musicians have changed, performing all over the world, and has recorded more than 100 CDs and DVDs. On YouTube, their videos have more than 28 million views. Considered as the best brass ensemble in the world by the Washington Post, the group performs music of different styles, ranging from Baroque to Classical, including blues, jazz and pop. Please now enjoy listening to three pieces from the beginning of jazz by the Canadian brass with a special guest, George Seagal, who plays banjo and sings. First, um, six and successively, uh, Sweet Georgia Brown, then uh, the Sheik of Arabia, and to finish, that's plenty. <laughs> Thank you. 
You are listening to Sounds of Brass, the online radio station for brass bands. Sounds of Brass is sponsored by Stratos Brass. Cushion the blow with Stratos Encore Pro and achieve new heights in your playing. Visit stratosbrass.com. Now back to the show. After some Dixieland jazz from the past, it's time for modern brass band music, a tin horn concerto. I am going to tell you some information about the French composer, the concerto, and of course the artist who is playing the piece. First about the composer, he was born in 1993. Pierre-Antoine Savoyard is a French trumpet player and composer based in Brussels in Belgium now. He obtained a triple diploma in classical and jazz trumpet and conducting at the regional conservatoire of the city of chalon sur saone in the French Burgundy region, where in addition he followed classes of organ, free improvisation and composition. In 16, he moved to the jazz section of the Royal Flemish Conservatoire of Brussels. During his studies, he followed classes with some important names of the European jazz scene. He obtained his master's degree magna cum laude in 21, presenting a people suite during an impressive concert mixing jazz and classical contemporary languages. Today, Pierre-Antoine is one of the most active artists on the Belgium jazz scene with his own band, Le Monde Merveilleux de Pepito, as you can translate by the wonderful word of Pepito. As a composer, Pierre-Antoine has written for all types of ensembles, but is best known for his brass band works, his uh, second symphonietta, Quatre Impressions, for impressions, commissioned by the Haut de France brass band, conducted by Luc Vertomen, was very well received at the French Nationals in 22, where and when Eau <coughs> de France won the title and at the European Championships in Birmingham the same year, with the second best own choice performance. The piece was chosen by Vlamo, which is uh, the Association of Brass Band for Flemish Music, for the Belgium Nationals in 23. Pierre-Antoine was also a finalist at the European Composer Slam competition. His music style can be very eclectic, showing his versatility or with ambitious mixing of types and languages. Some words now, not about the artist, but uh, from her, the tenor horn player. Her name is Sophie Binet-Budelot. She is a solo tenor horn at the French uh, Air and Space Force Brass Band in Paris, and also had uh, the Eau de France brass band, and she's very, very well known in France. So now um, she is speaking because she sent me some words. Uh, it's my pleasure to read for you. I met uh, Pierre-Antoine in Burgundy at the Burgundy brass band. We were sitting next to each other, him on the flugelhorn and me on the tin horn. We played as a world premiere one of his composition with a band. I loved uh, this inspired and uh, inspiring music. Then I suggested to Pierre-Antoine to compose me a concerto which uh, would be recorded on my first CD. It was my first request for a new piece, a very enriching experience to be able to discuss with the composer on the way of interpreting his piece. 
Then, in May 15, I recorded um, with the Eau de France Brass Band. This recording allowed me to come to the north of France region to create a tin horn class and to join Eau de France, where I am currently solo tin horn. I also met later Pierre-Antoine at the Buzingen Brass Band when he came to study in Brussels. He composed two new pieces for me in 18 for my second CD, one for tin horn and choir, then a brass trio in which he played improvisation. I will be very lucky to play the whole concerto with the French Air and Space Force Brass Band this year in March. To finish and before listening to the concerto, uh, some words about uh, the composition. This piece uh, depicts as a vision of uh, civilian victims of war. It is an ode in support of those uh, who are in the wrong place at the wrong time. The first movement illustrates an aerial attack. The trombone slides in the second part uh, evokes uh, airplanes. There is a romantic character evoking Elgar and Gustav Mahler, as well as a ode to Stravinsky's soldier's tale. The movement ends uh, in an apocalyptic climax. The second movement is a ground, that is a piece uh, based in a persistent bass, inspired by the music of Bach and Buxtehude. It illustrates a terrible scene on a field of ruins and piles of bodies. At the end, uh, we are an SOS sign thrown on the kettle drum. The finale describes a scene of land war or civil war. The diversity of uh, themes and thematic elements uh, illustrates a feeling of uh, uncertainty and after a March passage and an explosion which uh, closes uh, this scene, a cadence from the soloist brings us to the concluding musical sentence full of optimism where the soloist floats above the Morse code message announced three times in a rhythm by the brass band.
Thank <laughs> you.
Hello there, I'm Jamie McVicker, coming to you from Norfolk, Virginia in the United States. I've been playing euphonium since I was eight years old, and I'm a lifelong lover of brass music. I'm really excited to be part of the team here at Sounds of Brass, so why not tune in and join me on Mondays or Fridays at 5.30pm UK time, when I can share with you some of my favourite brass band music. Hope to see you there, and have a great rest of your day. I really hope you enjoyed this magnificent interpretation of the Concerto for Tenor Horn by Sophie Binet-Budelot with the Eau de France Brass Band under the baton of Luc Vertomen. I suggest you now return to Bellevue, Manchester to listen to the overture to Gaetano Donizetti's Daughter of the Regiment, composed in 1840 and transcribed by the great Gordon Lanford. John Foster Black Dyke Mills Band is conducting by David Erst.
Hello, my name's Chris Johnson, and I am the producer and one of the presenters on Sounds of Brass. Yes, the online radio station for brass bands across the world. My show is on Saturdays at 7.30pm. I've been involved in brass bands for many, many years, and uh, I thought it was about time that brass bands had their own place in the world across the internet. So, hope you're enjoying this station, and I hope you enjoy my shows. Every Saturday I'm on, half past seven in the evening, UK time. Thank you for listening. Enjoy the station. For today, a lovely quiet musical moment uh, with the first hymn of the Salvationist Army, a tune called, of course, the Founders Hymn, played by the great uh, Grimthorpe Curry UK Call Band. Thank you for listening to me. Um, if you want uh, to contact me, please uh, email to presenters at soundsofbrass.co.uk and put my name in the subject. Take care and have a great day. Thank you. 